The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. You are listening to your third World Cup Qatar 2022 Futures Preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, breaking down groups E and F. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my Twitter account. That's at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. Check out the pin tweet. That is the PL for the previous month for LockBetting.com, the premium service that has now delivered 113 months in a row of transparent track profit, just seven months away from being able to say it's been undefeated for 120 months, which would be a decade. That's where I will be releasing all of my official World Cup futures. But of course, if you want to get all of my World Cup podcasts, make sure you subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. We've already done Groups A and B on one show and Groups C and D, and we are here to cover Groups E and F. The final Groups Podcast will be dropping on Thursday night. That will be followed by an Outrights and Prop Show on Saturday. That will be dropping early on Saturday, well before the World Cup on Sunday. And then during the World Cup, we'll be dropping a show every 48 hours, breaking down every single game from Qatar 2022. And as I said, if you want to make sure you never miss any of these shows, make sure you are subscribing to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. So let's start breaking down these two groups, beginning with Group E where Spain are the narrow 10 to 11 favourites to win the group, with Germany the second favourites at 11 to 10. Then we go way down for the Japan price at 12 to 1, and Costa Rica are even bigger at 25 to 1. Spain are at 1 to 7 to qualify from the group, with Germany 1 to 6. It's 3 to 1 on Japan, and it's 7 to 1 here on Costa Rica. The straight forecast market sees... Spain first and Germany second at six to four with Germany first and Spain second at seven to four. Spain first and Japan second is at seven to one with Germany first and Japan second at nine to one. Spain first and Costa Rica second at 14 to one with Germany first and Costa Rica second at 18 to one. Japan winning the group with Germany second 22 to one. Japan winning the group with Spain second 22 to one. Costa Rica winning the group with Germany as the runner up at 40 to one. 
Costa Rica winning the group with Spain as a run-up at 40-1. to Japan winning the group with Costa Rica coming second, 100-1. to And Costa Rica winning with Japan finishing second is 150-1. to The dual forecast market is obviously led by Germany and Spain when that's priced up at 1-2, to minus 200. With Japan and Spain at 6-1 to with Germany going out. And Germany and Japan both in the top two with Spain going out at 7-1. to And everything else is bigger than 12-1. to So... This group was labelled by some as the group of death. But for me, I would be absolutely stunned to not see Spain and Germany going through this group. For me, this is a very, very simple one. And we're just basically trying to determine who is going to win this group. Is it going to be Spain, who are the narrow favourites? Or is it going to be the Germans? The Germans obviously have a little bit more World Cup pedigree and uh, seem to always turn up for these tournaments, no matter how they play going into them. More often than not, Germany do turn up for the big tournaments. Now, Germany have seen a huge improvement under Hansi Flick, and you would expect that. He came from Bayern Munich. He took over the job from Jogi Lowe, who'd probably been there a little bit too long, and things were getting a little bit stale. It was a much-needed change after a very, very underwhelming 20, Euro 2020 campaign where they were knocked out by England in the round of 16. And uh, they come into a tricky-looking group here with Spain as their main opponent for top spot. They suffered a surprise home defeat to Hungary in the Nations League. And that actually ended a 13-game unbeaten run following Flick's appointment. That did see a lot of draws but they did demonstrate their strength during that period with a 5-2 win over Italy being a highlight. So that really did show that on their day, Germany could take a team apart. And it's that result that really makes Germany most appealing here to win the group because I do feel on their day, they do have more goals in their team than Spain. Spain are obviously going to dominate games with large periods of ball possession, but Germany have a little bit more of a killer instinct. Among those draws, they have avoided defeats against some top teams like Italy, England at Wembley, the Netherlands. And this has all happened with Flick at the helm. Spain, meanwhile, they have lost to France, Sweden and Switzerland since they reached the semi-finals of last summer's tournament. And all of those were competitive fixtures. So this group is a real toss-up and I almost blindly lean towards the underdog here just because um, I'm going to take as much value as possible because I genuinely feel that both teams probably should have been priced up at 10 to 11, 10 to 11. Um, I don't feel, though, that it is the group of death. As I said, I do think both of these teams will go through. I think that uh, Japan and Costa Rica are both somewhat underwhelming and should be quite comfortably dispatched by both Spain and Germany. And it'll ultimately come down to the clash between the two to see who wins. And if that ends up being a draw, I slightly favour Germany to have a better goal difference than Spain. As I said, the the main issue here will be goals. And I don't think Spain still have that out-and-out striker that can challenge for the golden boot. So they'll be looking for goals from all over the place. And I don't see as many goals in this team as Germany. When you're looking at Thomas Muller, Gnabry and Leroy Sane, there's a lot of goals there. And for Spain, you have a lot of good players who can retain the ball, a lot of ball retention players. 
a lot of ticky-tacker, skillful players, a lot of technical players. But I don't see goal scorers there who can penetrate and um, be as dangerous as Germany. So ultimately, I do lean towards Germany winning this group, but neither outcome would really surprise me. As for the other two teams here in this group, as I said, I'm finding it really difficult to make a case for either one of them. Costa Rica did very, very well at the 2014 World Cup. And that was a Brian Ruiz team that managed to surprisingly top a group that featured England, Italy and Uruguay, eventually losing to the Dutch in the quarterfinals via a shootout. There's no way that they're going to be able to repeat that here. This is a team who finished fourth in the very, very weak CONCACAF section of the qualifying pool and they were quite fortunate to come through here by beating New Zealand in the subsequent playoffs. So I'm not holding out much hope for this team against the likes of Spain, Germany or even Japan. I think there's a very good chance that Costa Rica could actually finish with zero points here with uh, Japan just picking up the three. Japan's route to this tournament wasn't overly impressive. A surprise defeat by Oman and a draw with Vietnam. Sandwiching a loss to Saudi Arabia cost Japan top spot in qualifying. This for me isn't a top quality Japan team. They do look superior to Costa Rica though. And I think that would be their only win in the group. This certainly isn't the group of death. It's a two-team group. Those two teams will be competing for top place in the group. I cannot make a case for either one of the other two getting into the conversation. And I strongly feel that the um, the dual forecast market, despite the fact it's at 1 to 2 minus 200, I feel like it's worth taking that because it does feel like free money here for this group. As I said, I don't think the other two will be competitive here. And ultimately, the matchup on Sunday, the 27th of November, the second match in the group here for these two, and uh, the final match on Sunday night between Spain and Germany will decide who wins the group. As for what Spain and Germany do throughout the rest of the tournament, I don't fancy either one of them to actually win it. Spain's weakness, as I pointed out, is their lack of goals. They don't have an out-and-out goal scorer. I don't think they have enough players who can contribute towards the goal scoring. They don't have enough match winners. They have a lot of great technical players. They're solid at the back, and you'd expect them to be solid at the back because they would probably have about 70 to 75% possession in most games. So with the other team only getting 25% of the ball, you would would expect Spain to largely see out those games. As for Germany, they're very, very top heavy, very, very good up top. When you're looking at the likes of Muller, Sane, Gnabry, these are top quality players who can score goals, but they're very weak at the back. Other than Antonio Rudiger, it's hard to say they have any other top quality defenders. They have good defenders, of course they do. They have players that play in the top teams in the Bundesliga, but they don't really have a other, another world-class defender other than Antonio Rudiger. Behind him, you do, of course, have Manuel Neuer, although a lot of people in Germany are campaigning for Testegen to be the starting goalkeeper. He's been excellent for Barcelona so far this season. In fact, he's been excellent for a few years, but I think Neuer definitely has the number one shirt locked down. But ultimately, I feel like whoever Germany put in goal... They're not going to have enough protection in front of them here 
to make a run at this tournament. As I said, quality players all over the pitch. You do have Joshua Kimmich in the holding role, protecting that back line. You have Gundogan, you have Muller, you have Sane, you have Gnabry. You have lots of quality here, but you don't have enough quality defenders for me. I think other squads are more stacked than this German side. But as I said, it is Germany. They do have World Cup pedigree historically. They do have a Champions League winning manager. They have improved But uh, for me, too many draws for this Germany team. I think the defeat at home to Hungary was worrying. It's not a case of turning around and saying Germany were complacent for that game. That's something that could be lobbied at a number of other countries. When you look at England and you're looking at France, the way that they approached the Nations League, Germany had an opportunity to win that game and put themselves in pole position to get through to the semi-final but they weren't able to get the win and they were upset by Hungary. And I do think this team will be susceptible to upsets if they can't break teams down. So I think you will see Japan and I think you will see Costa Rica trying to set up to frustrate the German team and also to frustrate the Spanish team. Because if these two teams go toe-to-toe with these other two teams, then we could see big scorelines here. It doesn't matter if Spain don't necessarily have the attacking firepower of other countries if you're going to go toe-to-toe with them and you leave wide open gaps then they're going to expose you and they're going to expose you quite embarrassingly so I'm going to go for uh, Germany and Spain with a lean on Germany to win the group but the dual forecast being somewhat of a lock if your bookie allows it you can parlay together this dual forecast with another dual forecast such as uh, France and Denmark from Group D. Before we move on and look at Group F. Let me take a time out here to tell you guys about WinBet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted sand game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. There's so much to choose from and all you need to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now the offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 Let me also take this time out to tell you guys about the SGPN merch store. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the DGEN in your life. I actually wear this stuff. Some of this stuff I've had for four or five years. It still looks new. It's made by top sports manufacturers. So it's definitely worth getting involved. And from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code Dallas Sucks. And uh, thankfully they did at the weekend. So that store 
www.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use that promo code Dallas Sucks. So moving on with Group F, this group is led by Belgium, but it also features the 2018 World Cup finalists, the runners-up, Croatia. Belgium are the favourites here at 8-11, with Croatia at 2-1, Morocco at 8-1, and Canada, the 12-1 outsiders to win the group. The qualification odds see Belgium 1-6 minus 600, Croatia 1-2 minus 200 with Morocco at 2-1 plus 200 and Canada again is the outsiders at 3-1. The straight forecast market sees Belgium first, Croatia second at 2-1 plus 200, Croatia first, Belgium second at 3-1 plus 300, Belgium first with Morocco as the runners up at 5-1, Belgium first and Canada as the runners up at 7-1. Croatia first, Morocco second is the first scenario without Belgium at 12 to 1, with Morocco first, Belgium second at 14 to 1. Croatia first and Canada second at 16 to 1. Canada first, Belgium is running up at 20 to 1. Morocco first and Croatia second at 20 to 1. Canada first with Croatia second 25 to 1. Morocco first and Canada runners up, which would have um, both Croatia and Belgium out at 40 to 1, as would the other combination of Canada first, Morocco second at the price of 50 to 1. The dual forecast market sees um, Belgium and Croatia in any order as the favourites at four to five. Then it's a big gap down to Belgium, Morocco as the top two at four to one. Belgium and Canada at 11 to two. Croatia and Morocco, the first combination without Belgium at seven to one. And everything else is 10 to one or bigger. So this looks like it's Belgium's group to lose. Belgium have been very, very consistent over the years, but... They haven't won that trophy. This was the golden generation for Belgium. They had everything in Thibaut Courtois. They had themselves a world-class goalkeeper in defenders like Toby Alderwilder, Vincent Company, Jan Vertonghen, Vermaelen. They had world-class defenders to protect their goalkeeper. In front of him, they had Axel Witzel. They have Yuri Tillemans. They have the best creative midfielder in the world in Kevin De Bruyne. Out wide, they had Mertens. They had Hazard. And in the middle, they had an out-and-out goal scorer like Romelu Lukaku. This team was supposed to win something. But so far, they haven't. And this could be the last chance for them. Many felt like the last World Cup semi-final between Belgium and France was the real final because both England and Croatia would be significant underdogs against either one of Belgium or France. And Belgium had already beaten England earlier on in the tournament. England were actually favourites to advance against Croatia, but they didn't get through. Croatia were the rank underdogs going into those semi-finals, and they managed to get through to the final with France edging out Belgium. That was seen as their best chance when we got to the Euros. Once again, Belgium didn't win the competition, and now maybe it's too late for them. They'll still be the favourites to advance from this group, But the thing is, with winning this group, whether you win it or whether you finish as runners-up, you're likely to run into either Spain or Germany anyway. So it's a very, very tough ask for this Belgium team. And um, it could be the last time you see the likes of Hazard, Lukaku and Kevin De Bruyne here. 
at a World Cup because four years down the line, you would expect a new group of players to come through. But the next generation certainly doesn't look as bright as this generation who, as I said, were supposed to win something. Will they win this group? I think the answer to that one has to be yes. Whilst Belgium have been guilty of not winning a major championship, they have been very, very consistent across the board. They've been ranked as the world's number one team more than once across the last eight years. And um, I do feel that Belgium will be able to win this group. They've been able to win World Cup qualifying groups. They've been able to win matches like this against opponents ranked lower than them quite consistently. And I do feel that there is a possibility that they come through this group with a 100% record, despite the fact that Croatia were the finalists last time out. Croatia have got significantly weaker because they're pretty much still relying on the same players. I think a lot of the players who got them here last time are still relying on or they retired. And as far as I'm concerned, the new crop of players that have come into this Croatia team aren't of the same level. And when you lose someone like Luka Modric, which you will do after this World Cup, it's going to be very, very difficult to see Croatia still remaining as a major force. And um, it's not even a guarantee that they'll get out of this group because I do genuinely feel that this is the real group of death. And whilst I see Belgium winning it, I'm not 100% sure as to who will come second. While Croatia did win their Nations League group and will play a Nations League semi-final. They have been massively inconsistent since the last World Cup. They've actually become a low-scoring side. And um, that could mean that the under five and a half group goals here does appeal as a separate bet with four of their last six competitive games seeing one goal or fewer scored. So that does allow an opportunity to the likes of Morocco and Canada. Morocco's 2018 World Cup appearance saw them exit with exactly one point. So that was a massively disappointing World Cup. And I don't know if they can do any better here at Qatar. They are placed in a very, very tough group. And even when you're looking at Canada, Canada qualified as the strongest team in CONCACAF. So whereas you're looking at the USA being in this World Cup and many people are talking up their chances, Canada won that group. And Canada are a team who are coming in with all the confidence. It's been a 36-year wait for the Canadians, but they topped CONCACAF qualifying with eight wins from 14 contests and have a defensive record which saw them concede just seven goals in those 14 games. So if you're defending the light, if you're not conceding goals and you have the confidence of all these wins, that's going to give Canada a chance. And I'm not sure they should be the bottom ranked team here to qualify from this group. I do ultimately think that Belgium and Croatia will go through, but I won't be queuing up to put any kind of bet here on this inconsistent and aging Croatia team who definitely won't repeat what they did last time out and got to a World Cup final. So I do think Belgium will win this group. But I think a little side bet that could be worth taking is for Belgium to be eliminated in the round of 16. That is the round of elimination market. And um, I think Belgium in the round of 16 at the price of 6 to 4 plus 150 does offer you up some value because it doesn't matter if they finish first or second. They will be against the likes of Spain or Germany. And I think there are a lot of question marks for Belgium when they come up against that type of opponent. Can they beat Croatia? 
Yes. Can they beat Morocco? Yes. Can they beat Canada? Yes. They've shown over the last couple of years that they are able to win these type of games. But when you look at all the question marks coming in, other than Kevin De Bruyne, it's difficult to see how many players in the Belgium team are still world-class. When you look at these defenders that are playing in front of Thibaut Courtois, who is actually still world-class. In fact, he's even better than he was before. Just watch the Champions League final or any of Real Madrid's uh, Champions League campaign last season and Thibaut Courtois was excellent. He's absolutely at his peak, as is Kevin De Bruyne. But what's in front of him? When you're looking at Jan Vertonghen still playing at 35 years old, Toby Alderweireld is still playing at 33 and would Axel Witzel no longer being the force he was in midfield. You have to question Belgium's chances. There are also question marks over Romelu Lukaku's form, attitude and fitness. And that's the player you're relying on to score most of your goals. Also, Eden Hazard, he's definitely not the same player that he was. Whether he's fit or not, Eden Hazard doesn't start for Real Madrid and he doesn't start for a reason. And there's also a reason that nobody's gone and bought him from Real Madrid. So huge question marks over Belgium. I do think they'll be able to win this group. But ultimately, I think both of the teams that come out of this group will end up exiting in the round of 16 when they come across Spain and Germany, who I feel are much stronger than Belgium. And both will certainly be stronger than either Canada, Tunisia or Croatia. So I narrowly lean Croatia to come through with Belgium. I do like Belgium to win this group at the price of 8-11. to But I think the best futures pick here is for Belgium to be eliminated in the round of 16 against either Germany or Spain. And that is available at the price of 6 to 4 plus 150. So that concludes your preview for groups E and F. Obviously shorter than the other groups. When we did our first podcast, we had a heavy focus on Group B because, of course, that was England's group and England are in the same group as the USA. And then when we looked at Groups C and D, we had a long focus on Argentina, who I believe have a strong chance of winning the tournament. And, of course, France, who are the current world champions in this episode We covered three strong teams in Belgium, Spain and Germany, but I don't think either of them have a chance of realistically winning the competition. On the next episode, we look at the favourites to win the entire thing. Brazil will be featured on the next episode and we will try to justify why they are the outright favourites here to win this tournament. We'll also talk about Portugal And uh, the turmoil that surrounds them coming into this tournament, the controversy surrounding Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, I want to talk about that on BetMUFC. I said that there would be an episode of BetMUFC where we would focus on the Man United players going to the World Cup. We are still going to drop that episode tomorrow. And then a couple of days later, we will drop a separate episode of BetMUFC looking at the Cristiano Ronaldo saga. Now, I didn't want to react off the back of the clips that are being put out on social media because obviously they are the highlights. They are 90-second highlights from the interview. I want to watch the entire thing 
and see everything that Ronaldo says to Piers Morgan rather than having a very, very spontaneous reaction. I want to give a proper reaction after I've seen the full interview and you can expect that episode of BetMUFC to drop on Friday. So until then, good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.